sticking to my boundaries has really changed. I used to believe that I could tell someone something one time and they would magically get it. And if they did not magically get it, I would throw the whole boundary in the trash and declare they won't listen to my boundaries. But there is there is a process for people to adhere to your boundaries and understand them because this is new for them. You could have been thinking about this thing for a very long time, but this is new and we have to allow them some some time to learn what that new thing he is. So it's very important that as we are implementing boundaries that we are sure to allow space for them to actually um, take hold. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person, then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. I had Nedra Glover Tawab on the show about a month ago to talk about boundaries, but due to the release of her new book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, and subsequent media rush for her attention, we couldn't get our schedules together to record a follow-up habits show. So, you know, a lot of authors claim bestseller status, which can be achieved by selling even 30 to 50 books in a given day on Amazon to get to the top of some sub chart. Nedra's book actually landed on the New York Times bestseller list and she got really busy. So that's why it took a bit to get her back on. So today we walk through her personal habits, which invariably get us on the topic of boundaries and how she works to implement them into her own life. You can find Nedra's book again called Set Boundaries, Find Peace anywhere you buy books or connect with her at Nedra, N-E-D-R-A, Tawab, T-A-W-W-A-B.com. Well, Nedra, so stoked to have you back here for this part two. And as we were just discussing, I want to take the opportunity, as you are the expert on boundaries, to really hit the habits show in that direction and talk about yourself and how your own habits, what they are, but if they've evolved since you've instilled healthy boundaries. And yeah, I'm so curious as I was thinking about doing the show, I'd love to hear from you. Where do we, as a culture, as a society, especially right now, where do you see us often going awry with not having healthy boundaries in each area? So you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right. First one is just health and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the physical nutrition, exercise, diet, the things that you do to keep yourself or to steer yourself the direction you want to be health wise. 
Mm. So the things that I do is I always keep water handy. A few months ago, I went to the car dealership and I forgot my water and I came back with a headache because the visit took much longer than I anticipated. And because of COVID, they had no water available. Um, So in that instance, I broke my rule and I said, oh, they'll have some water there. And they did not. And so I am a stickler for carrying a water bottle every single place because you never know when you'll get thirsty. And it's so important to have something as essential as water on hand. Yeah. How about on the exercise aspect? Anything you do there just for general movement? Yeah, I try to move my body in a variety of ways. I enjoy walks. Um, I enjoy strength training, yoga, um, playing outside with my kids, all sorts of stuff, anything, gardening, you know, anything where I can just move my body. I notice that one key to um, being any age over 20 years old is stretching. Um, it's so important yeah. to stretch, yeah. um, particularly as a society, um, we're technology based. And so sitting on the couch, watching TV, laying in the bed and looking at the phone in these awkward angles, we have to be very mindful of our neck, our shoulders, and just all these parts of our bodies that are now start starting to lean down or hurt because we've, you know, done something to them. So just some preventative stretching is really, really helpful. Yeah, that's one of those kind of along with meditation. It's not one of the areas of my health I most enjoy. I'd rather go, you know, run, work out, do whatever. But my gosh, but at the age that I am, I know it's important. So with you, Nedra, you know, as you have seen your own evolution, have you, as you created boundaries for yourself? I mean, I just know health is such as an area that we so often look at almost like a luxury mm-hmm. instead of a necessity. And I know in my own, you know, looking at healthy boundaries, I learn to say, no, this is, this is like taking vitamins. This is good for, it makes me better for everyone else. Did you have any changes evolution for yourself or, you know, as a culture, do you, where do you see us often missing with healthy boundaries regarding our health? Yeah. One of my changes or one evolution is me eating less candy. I am a lover of the Stickiest type of candy that you could imagine. So Starburst, Mambas, Red Vines, Watermelon Slices, all sorts of things that really love to stay on your teeth. Yeah. Um, and I have learned the hard way from, from dental work and, you know, just that I can love candy and also not eat it every day, all day. Yeah. And that just having some moderation, even in the things that we like, is really healthy for us. And so I really test myself with trying to have my candy as long as possible and just hold off on eating an entire pack or bag of something and really stretching it out and enjoying it, but not devouring it. Yeah. How about on relationships, just healthy relationships? That's one. And you talked about that in the book uh, somewhat Mm -hmm. about 
Gosh, a lot of, honestly, a lot of things. We could probably make the whole show just about that. Things that you cited culturally, but also just in your own life. This is what I was doing. And then when I created healthy boundaries, here's what I did in relationships. Maybe if you just want to hit some of the highlights that changed your life. Yeah, the things that I was, you know, doing wrong was allowing things to go on for too long without speaking up. Mm-hmm. I've gotten much better at same day or next day letting someone know that I am bothered by something, um, creating a boundary. I just think that doing things sooner has really been it's been really helpful. It certainly helps with my sleep and stress level because I'm not thinking about it for days on end or weeks or every time the person calls. It's like, oh, I need to do this in this moment or I need to do this soon after. And I'm, you know, I've tried. I, you know, I set a boundary earlier this year and I told someone, we'll talk about this later. And my later, I just had to send them a text like two minutes later. I couldn't even wait. I couldn't even wait. Like it, it just feels much better just to get things out and not sit with them. So I've certainly um, grown into speaking up for myself sooner and louder, not loud as in yelling, but yeah. just loud as in more powerfully so people can really understand it. Um, sticking to my boundaries has really changed. I used to believe that I could tell someone something one time and they would magically get it. And if they did not magically get it, I would throw the whole boundary in the trash and declare, they won't listen to my boundaries. But there is there is a process for people to adhere to your boundaries and understand them because this is new for them. You could have been thinking about this thing for a very long time, but this is new and we have to allow them some, some time to learn what that new thing he is. So it's very important that as we are implementing boundaries that we are sure to allow space for them to actually um, take hold. You mentioned getting back to somebody when you first said that you said, you know, even if it's the next day or whatnot, tell me about that balancing that I I know that I personally struggle to do it right Mm -hmm. there in the moment, especially if there's any tension, if there's any emotion and, you know, to some sense I could justify that and say, okay, it gives me a chance to get my thoughts together. I'm not so quick on the draw and then Mm -hmm. later help more healthfully respond. Mm -hmm. However, that also allows me the time to just chicken out and not do it at all. So how is there a balance? Is it just a personality style of doing it right there? Address it as soon as you can or give yourself time to collect your thoughts and emotions. Well, I will say that my sleep is deeply impacted by my. Um, yeah. by my mental health. Yeah. And I've noticed that my sleep is a lot more restless when I have things on the brain that I'm worried about, things I'm concerned about. It impacts my dream state. It impacts my ability to stay asleep through the night. It impacts my quality. And I don't like it. I love me some sleep. Yeah. 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 So if sleeping better means that I have to deal with some discomfort during the day, I will do that so I can have a a good night's rest. That is so important because 
I've seen where it's like, did I sleep last night? Because I'm constantly, my brain is thinking about this thing that needs to be said. It's like, I can't rest. It's consuming my day. I just want to get it out of the way so I can um, relax, deal with the discomfort of it, but certainly not be in that space of, oh, I need to say this. What if they say that? What if they say this? It just feels much better to to say it. Is that, I mean, would you put that top of the list for, again, the culture for the most part as an area in relationships that we don't tend to speak our feelings, be honest? Mm -hmm. And if so, again, I'm going to ask you to kind of balance that with, it's not just venting. It's not just expressing anger. It's saying, I mean, you do such a great job in the book talking about how to do it tactfully. But is that a top of the list issue that we just don't speak and then we let things fester? We let the walls build? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the more time we give it, the more energy that we're giving to it. And also the more energy is being stripped away from us as we are waiting to have this this uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. How about mental? Now, you just mentioned sleep as a primary Mm -hmm. thing for mental. So tell me about your habits for your mental health, your mental state. Yes. So, you know, I find writing to be very cathartic. Some of it is creating content and some of it is just brain dumping. I would say most of it is brain dumping. When I'm reading books, I like to have a journal nearby just in case something is triggered. I can kind of write through that feeling like this person's story reminds me of this thing about myself or, you know, perhaps this is, you know, a situation that I need to dig deeper into. So writing is such a wonderful way to explore a lot of the mental stuff and sometimes I'll go back and look at something I'm like oh my gosh I wrote that Mm -hmm. like it just feels so much better to get out you know these really really difficult and hard things and writing gives us a space to think deeper about these things and not just have them in our heads so writing is a wonderful mental thing I think you know, being true to who I am and to what my needs are. I am very animated in conversation and I use my hands a lot and I gesture and my voice goes up and down. And to not be able to do that would be me not being myself. And so just, you know, just being myself feels really good and and self-honoring and not having to fit into a box or having to um, speak in a certain certain way, a certain cadence and all of these things, just really owning who you are and knowing that the world, some people in the world can accept you as you are and some people will not is really helpful for mental health. You can't, you know, you can't please everyone, but boy, when you find the people that are for you, it's an amazing feeling. Well, it's interesting because when we look at, you know, personality styles and I've done one in the past, a disc personality style that says, Hey, this is how you tend to be just naturally. This is just raw Kevin. This is modified Kevin. And mine mm-hmm. was generally fairly modified. And yet I know people and theirs is not and mm-hmm. I, that's, it's honestly, it's been a struggle 
Nedra, like mm-hmm. you, and it's interesting hearing you talk about being yourself because I guess what it requires is you being okay with some people not liking that because I erred on the side of, okay, I'm going to act in a way that makes everybody like me. That was the mm-hmm. performance aspect that just gets so tiring and finds me just not wanting to be with people as much because of modifying. But on the other side of that, it feels like what I hear you saying, which is, is kind of a repetition for me to hear is I also have to be okay, be yourself, but then be okay that some people aren't going to like yourself. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are parts of us we do have to reserve for our personal crew of people, of course, but there are just some things that to be our full self, we just have to do, you know, maybe you can't whisper. (laughs) Maybe you can't, you know, like there are just certain parts of you that can't be hidden. And the more you try to hide those things, it's just, it just becomes harder to, to show up and, and be yeah. in a space. Yeah. Fair. I've experienced that for sure. Financial is the next one. Tell me about some of your financial habits that have given you good boundaries. I like to monitor how I'm spending things and be mindful of where and how often I'm spending money on something like I think the only reason I go to the gym is because I have a membership. Uh Like if it was like no membership, I'm not sure that I would exercise, but the way I don't like to waste money means I have to go to the gym. So, (laughs) so, you know, just being mindful of how things are spent going through my credit card bills and making sure I'm, I'm actually utilizing all these subscriptions I'm signed up for and how often am I using them? Just being mindful, I think is a beautiful way to take care of yourself financially. And of course, planning, you know, um, I would hate to have people in a position where things are not laid out. So I like to plan. I like to, you know, think about big purchases before they actually happen and, and plan for them and make sure there's space and take care of things, which means that I have to have a team of people to help me because I am not an accountant. I am not, you know, an estate planner. I am not an advisor, but these these are particular jobs that other people can have. And it's okay to ask for help and to not feel like I need to have all of those roles myself. And I remember, you know, even, you know, when I was in college, those are things I thought about. I, you know, read books about money. Just when I had more money, I would know how to handle having more money. So even preparing yourself for the life that you want is really helpful. So it sounds like a boundary that you use financially is one of getting help and delegation, which I, I join you in that. Thank God for bookkeepers and CPAs. I just, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite checks to write is to the CPA firm. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and my habits episode with Nedra Glover Tawab. Next, I ask her about her spiritual habits and she really expounds on the value of gratitude and grace for yourself. How about spiritual? Just in regards to your own faith, bigger picture, greater purpose, what are some of the habits you employ there? You know, one practice is gratitude and and grace. You know, it's so important to 
love the space you're in to to be mindful of the things that are going well to be thankful for those things to show appreciation and gratitude i think that's a wonderful spiritual practice because anytime that we want more we want contentment we have to start with appreciation and so gratitude and grace, just knowing that I am a human, I will make mistakes. I am not perfect. There are things that I might not say appropriately. There are things that I might do that unintentionally harm folks. There are things that um, I might drop. There are things that, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll scratch my shoe up, whatever these things are. Like these are a part of the human experience. And just to give myself some grace for being a human because my heart is not to be mean to over talk anyone to you know whatever these things that we do as as human oh not paying attention to someone like any of these things you know that is not my heart but sometimes in my humanness of rushing and having to do this and having you know things happen and just being so graceful with yourself that you know the same compassion you would extend to a child who makes a mistake just being gentle with yourself in that way is a constant practice because we're making mistakes all day now you talked right there about grace for yourself i know you did talk about it you know with children and with others as well i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's an interesting topic and i know you hit on it in the book but i want to pull it out here because as you well know when we talk about boundaries that's where a lot of people cringe, especially a, a people pleaser like me. Boundaries, that sounds like not having grace. You, you talked a minute ago about when you set out a boundary, you communicate, people are often going to forget, remind them again. Obviously, you can do that in grace, but it just at face value doesn't feel gracious. I, I know for somebody like me who knows that I need boundaries, I mean, you just nailed me so all, much in your book as a classic case of somebody who doesn't have boundaries and is having the negative consequences of that. And yet the hardest part of doing it is it doesn't, it it feels hard. It doesn't feel, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like grace. And I know you deal with a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not alone in that. Mm. There is, there are good things that happen after we do really hard things. I know in the moment of the hard things, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm doing this thing. But after that, there's typically a reward. You know, that reward might be having an easier day. It's like, you know, cleaning your desk off on a Friday just makes Monday go a little more smooth. You know, everything is, everything is organized. Who wants to do it? Most people don't, (laughs) but It's just one of those things. It can make things easier. And, you know, having that grace for others certainly help you with extending grace to yourself. And it's just this process of self-forgiveness and other forgiveness. How about career, vocational habits? And you, like many people, most people I have on these shows, you've had success in your career. I mean, you now have a book that has done well and is opening lots of doors, lots more opportunities. And I imagine it also requires some boundaries. So I ask you about the habits, but I'm curious about some of the boundaries you've had to put in place even recently with the launch of the book and so much more pull for your attention. Mm. 
Mm. I use um, my no a lot. No, I can't do that. No, I am. My plate is full. I am overloaded. This will not work for me because I want to continue to make space for the things that brought me to this space, which is, you know, seeing clients, writing, um, having a community on social media. And then after that, scheduling podcasts and being present for speaking engagements. And I noticed early on in the book launch that when I was doing like five things a day, I was so like, oh my gosh, I got a headache. I feel like I got a cold. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what is going on? What was going on is I was doing too much in one day. I'm a therapist and much of my job is listening. It's not talking for six hours straight. It's not. And so to put myself in the space where I was then talking six hours, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I like to talk, you know, like I love talking to my friends, but I don't talk for six hours straight. That's a lot. And so I had to dial it back some and, you know, let people know that I'm not available. This this cannot work for me on these days. I'm not doing any interviews and just, you know, creating something that felt good. And so now I feel like I'm in a space where, you know, things make sense again. I have, you know, a bit more control over my schedule and how things are are lined up and it feels really good. And there are some opportunities I see and I'm like, instant, yes, 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 yes. And there are some things I think about and there are some things that are immediate, no, but I know that I only have so much time and it is up to me to decide how I want to spend that time, what is the best use, um, the energy that I'll get from doing certain things. And, you know, I just have to be really mindful of me. Well, so on that note, the last spoke is personal and Mm -hmm. amongst all that's going on, all the things that you want to say yes to, what do you reserve time for that's just for Nedra? The self-care, play, fun, hobbies, the things that feed your soul. Mm. I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. The thing that feeds my soul is watching TV. I love TV. I've always loved TV. I remember when I was a kid and I would start an after school activity and then I would be like, do I have to do this? Can I just quit? Because I just wanted to go home and watch more TV. Uh, (laughs) So one thing. (laughs) I've never had that answer. That's interesting. That's great. Thank you. So one thing that I try to make room for is conscious TV watching. I'm not the sort of person that just has the TV on in the background, but I have an idea of what I want to watch on a, on a particular day at a particular time. I think watching a series or watching a movie is very, I get the same feeling from it um, as reading a book that I get to connect to these story in a variety of ways. And I love it. So I love TV and podcasts and reading books. And I would say those are the three things that are my favorite hobbies. Um, I have a garden. I love to garden. I love to curate a, a home that, that smells good, that's organized, clean, 
and hopefully I have some bread that I've baked that's in the freezer. So I, I like the 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 home being the center of, of the spirit of the house. So really mm. making sure that all things line up here. Um, yeah, and hobbies, I... You know, sometimes I think like, do I have enough hobbies? But I, you know, I feel like TV, reading, gardening. I think those are great hobbies. I think those are great hobbies. The uh, the TV one, I do want to ask on that. I mean, we're in a culture right now that is struggling with screen usage. Well, just tell me about boundaries. Do you, now you said you put, it's not just going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You do conscious TV. Do you limit yourself to a certain amount of time or does your life just by proxy only give you a certain amount anyways? My life by proxy only gives me a certain amount of time. Like I haven't watched any TV today and it's 2.30 p.m. here. I may start watching TV about 7 to (laughs) 8. So I'm not... I, I want to watch more. Like my idea of a great vacation is just like laying in the hotel bed watching whatever on TV. Like I love that. But my life does not line up for me to watch TV all day. So there are moments where I'm able to watch more than others and all things with boundaries that TV does not take priority over parenting or, you know, work or any of these things, because now, thankfully, everything is um, streaming. So it's not even like you have to watch TV at a certain time. It's like whenever there is time for you in your life to watch this thing, you can and it could wait two weeks. So that's the beautiful thing about it. But yeah, I did have to break myself from the habit of just having the TV on because I certainly grew up with the TV always being on, a TV in my bedroom, all of that stuff. So now I've transitioned to no TV in the bedroom, um, turning the TV on when I have an idea of what I want to watch. I don't have cable or anything, so it's not stuff always on. It's just like I want to watch this thing and I make time to watch that thing. Yeah. Well, obviously, you have figured out how to be productive, even amongst the TV uh, watching. Uh, and that's why we get yes. your book and your clients get your time. And, and I'm grateful. Thank you for uh, taking that. Thanks for letting me fit within your boundaries. How's that? I am so <laughs> I'm so grateful for the second time to be uh, worthy of being in there. And thank you for what you're teaching. I am a I'm a I'm a happy, grateful student of yours, Nedra. Thanks again. You're welcome. This time with Nedra, again, just brings me to my own focus on boundaries in my personal life. Well, I'm, all my life, personal business, the whole thing. Such an effort for me, but a much needed one. Again, you can find Nedra's book on boundaries anywhere you buy books and connect with her at Nedra Tawab, T-A-W-W-A-B.com. Coming up in episode 916, Tom Ziegler and I are going to discuss one of Zig Ziegler's most famous messages about the pump, about how it takes a lot of work before we see results. And we're in a culture, we know that, that has less and less patience in waiting for a result and working for a long time before you see results. But in business, there is the relevance too of the question where we're wondering, do we just need to be patient, keep working, have faith results will come, or are we continuing on with something that isn't working? 
right now and we do need to shift. So we'll hit it. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>